Hello, friends. Welcome to the Crank and Boom podcast. I am your host, Tao Green. I opened a Thai restaurant with my family 17 years ago that has since morphed into a multi-million dollar ice cream business. I have the honor of leading 40 plus teammates to fulfill our company's mission, create joy, ignite laughter, and inspire compassion. And now I get to share my experiences of building this incredible business with you. On the show, we chat all things small business, family, and life, and how we can do it all with a bit more purpose and in community. I am so glad that you're here. This is the Crank and Boom Podcast. My very first business that I started was a little freelancing business called Pink Dice Designs. Pinky is actually a nickname my sister calls me, and Dice is actually the translation of my name Tao in Thai. So Pink Dice Design was born in 2004. And I built websites from scratch. This was back in the before times when we had to code by hand. And I made logos and brochures for other small businesses. And it was an awesome little business. And so design is something that I love dearly. And of course, is something that helps me in my current work. And there are so many pieces of our businesses that are touched by design, from things as small as business cards to as big as your company logo. I love talking about all things design, and I can't wait to share this conversation with you so you can up your own game when it comes to creating a look for your business. Our very special guest today is Joanna Shero. We are so honored that she is here. She is the founder and creative director of Savvy Chic Design, an Asian woman-owned design and marketing studio that covers everything from website design to branding to graphic design, social media management. She and her team do it all. Joanna, originally from the Philippines, is an entirely self-taught designer, which is probably why she has such a knack for problem-solving and helping others learn the basics of good design. She is building a legacy rooted in resilience, dedication, and kindness, and she has so much to offer us today in helping us think about design and why it matters. So I'm so excited to welcome Joanna to this show, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Let's get into it. Joanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Tao. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here and be having this conversation. One of our favorite topics, right? I know. Absolutely. I'm so glad that I think we first connected last year when you were showcasing at, I think it was the Emerge, Con one of the conferences with Commerce Lexington. And I saw your very cool display and was like, what is, you know, I love graphic design people and I just wanted to meet you and you have this beautiful smile and you're so warm. And I just thought I really just need to be friends with this person. So thank you for connecting and coming on the show to talk about our favorite topic, graphic design and design in general. Yes, it's such an honor. And yeah, I remember that day we met during that conference. I've followed your business here in Lexington. We're both here and just what you have created as well. Such an inspiration for me coming in, you know, trying to navigate the design world and the business world. So it's so nice to really meet you in person, right? And now doing this. Well, can we get a little bit of background for those of our listeners who are not familiar with you or your business? What's your story and how did you get to where you are today? 
I'm the founder and creative director of Savvy Shake Design, a small website and marketing studio here in Georgetown, Kentucky. And I kind of just navigated and created something out of nothing. You know how it is, right? I came to the U.S. 2015, of course, found the love of my life, cross over the ocean, over the mountain. Yes. And trying to figure out, like, what is it that I want to do more? I'm a graduate of mass communication major in broadcast media, so no design at all, nothing. The closest experience that I have with graphic design or website design was that I was a sales manager at a print company in the Philippines before. So the creative eye was already there. Kind of just like, okay, this brochure doesn't make sense. The client says, move this one, use their branding, all of this time. So that's where the creative maybe direction came in. And then towards 2016, because I wanted also to build a community because I don't know anyone, right, coming from the Philippines. And I said, maybe this is a good opportunity for me to find like-minded people. And the online space, you know how it is. We always spend a lot of time on Facebook and said, I should also start monetizing my time. So this is how like the whole story comes in. I was selling lipstick before that smudge free lipstick. <laughs> and during that time, that's where I kind of got introduced of the concept of personal branding because I was just grabbing photos from Pinterest or, you know, like Google kind of just like posting those not motivational graphics just to create that online presence. And then I discovered the whole concept of personal design and also the tool called Canva. And that's where kind of just, oh, this is interesting. This is fun. Let me use this template. Let me kind of build something out. So that's where the whole design came in and the tool came in as well. And not the traditional Adobe, Photoshop and all of those things. And that's how it really started as well, kind of discovering the concept of personal brand and Canva as well during that time. I went to school for mass communications and we learned Photoshop, InDesign, the whole Adobe suite. So that's what I was used to. And then when Canva came along, that just was life-changing. And so you discovered Canva, started posting some things online. How did you transition to actually take the dive and say, I'm going to start this studio, Savvy Chic? And how did it become a business from doing network marketing and other online stuff to actually becoming a studio? People started to ask me to do some simple design graphics. I was starting to show up and they start seeing what I was creating. So as I build that relationship online, people started asking me, hey, can you make me a Facebook cover or a Facebook post? And I said, hmm, people are asking me this? Yes, let me say yes. In Canva, there's templates. But then I started to really just start with a blank canvas that they have and use all of the elements and kind of just understanding it. Then people started asking, oh, so you do packages? Do you do logo? And I don't know anything about Photoshop, right? Then I start learning it. And then eventually, once you build that constant relationship and knowing that, oh, I love your creativity. Do you do website? Do you do social media management? So it was more of a ripple effect from listening to those connections and people. And I really said, hey, this is something that I get paid for. Why not dive into it and see what I can create? right? Because I was really looking for something that I can really do. And I do have that creative eye. And I have that something I think I would say that intuitive of what something that a client would love. And then from there, it just started. And then it's just like, oh, I love this one. I love that involvement. I love that creativity. I love that 
impact that it can create, the visual designs that can create to somebody's business. But it really just opened a lot of doors. But that's really how it started. Started listening, started getting paid for it. And 2020 is where I went full in with Savvy Chic Design. So I gave up my part-time job, started doing it really full-time and navigating the world of entrepreneurship. But I really do enjoy what we have created from the simple templates to now we are building all of this wide array of design elements or assets for clients. I think it's so interesting hearing people's beginning story of how they started their business because I would say a theme that comes up a lot is, well, people kept asking me or people asked me to do this and I didn't know that that was even a need until people asked me to do it and I happened to have the skill set and then I happened to produce something for them that they liked. So I love how it all has come together. I commend you for that. Let's dive into some pain points that you feel like you hear from other small businesses, because I feel like a lot of your clientele is other small businesses. So what are things that come up a lot when it comes to design? When you're starting off, you kind of just like using, you know, like patches, right? What you think it is. Oh, this will look good. Especially a lot of small businesses gets influenced with what they see online. Then as they progress through their business, realizing that this is not really representing more of what my mission and vision is or where I want to go and I feel stuck. Like I don't have the time to work on this. I need another eyes to help it. So it's really just that uh, messaging on the visual that they are creating to create that consistency. Because at times, as small businesses, you just kind of work what works, right? Without the prefer guidance of understanding all of the other elements to create consistency. So they need that creative help. Or if they want to do it on their own, they just need that guidelines to make sure that they can continuously create that visual representation of their brand. Because visual design, I always say, when people actually come to me, I just need a logo. I kind of stop a little bit because we want to understand what that logo is all about. Because if you see Nike or you see Apple, there is a reason behind that. Like this is just not an Apple with a side or Nike with a swish. Everything has a strategic element into it. These brands are long lasting, right? They don't really just redesign, revamp every year or some sort, depending on their growth. So when people just come to me, they say logo. We don't really just do standalone logo because How many times when I was starting Tao that people hire me, we design a logo and they don't use it because they didn't find like, what's the reason behind that logo? They were not that attached because there was no strategic pull to it. Once you have the both short-term and long-term vision for your business, that strategic process behind creating your all visual suite needs to be really strategized enough. So that's one thing also I kind of just want to share some of the challenges and also something that small businesses needs to consider when they are starting to invest on their visual, especially when it comes to their branding or logo. Yes. And I will say when we started Crank and Boom, our business was called Thai Orchid Cafe. We were a Thai restaurant, which had nothing really to do with ice cream. But when we were creating the brand, we made the decision to invest in a branding company to help us. It was a huge, huge risk spending all this money when I already was a graphic designer. I was like, well, I could design a logo. And I had for our Thai restaurant, but I really felt like 
I wanted something that would take this ice cream business to the next level. And so we kind of put both feet in, dove in, spent the money to do a whole branding package. And for those of you who don't know, usually when you work with a designer, you can just get a logo. But like Joanna says, when you get a whole branding package, it means they come up with a logo. They tell you what fonts fit in with your brand. They also will give you colors that will work and a lot of different ways that you would use those colors and then different schemes and then branding guidelines. But anyways, when we were putting our package together, we totally went all in. When we showed up on day one as Crank and Boom in 2013, we had so many people ask us where we were from because they thought we were a franchise. And I thought that was the biggest compliment because it made us look like we had our stuff together, right? It looked like that was not day one. We had built our business up to nine years at that point. So we were already an established business. If you're starting from scratch and don't have the money to invest in working with another company, there are so many tools out there now that you can use and that you can kind of build your own package. And there's a lot of ways that you can help without having to engage with a designer. But I will say having another person that has a creative eye who is trained, who has the experience goes a very, very long way. And I will speak to that with the company that we use, which is Bullhorn. And we still use them today for different design projects that we do. But they have established our brand. We've been able to carry that brand and evolve it over the last 10 years. So having a brand and really sticking to it and being consistent and showing up in that way can really make a big difference. So Joanna, what are some steps that you feel like for someone who does not have the ability or the funds to hire someone, what are some steps that they can take that can still point them in the right direction until they are able to engage with a designer? Yes. Okay. As a business, what is your mission? What are your vision? How do you want your clientele or audience to perceive you in terms of visual creation that you create? For me, my brand, because it's also my personality, is the energy, right? Or that professionalism. I want it to be polished enough. So you can really create all of this. And those keywords that I kind of mentioned, like for example, fun, energetic, write it down because you can actually start Googling those or putting it in Canva and it will populate a certain type of template that you can start using, right? And a certain type of design. And then you identify, oh, I want to use maybe the yellow in color, the pink in color, the black in color, right? And then the type of font you want to start to use. Compile also all of those. And then in Canva, there is what you call like a brand kit. Organize those and start using all of those repeatedly because it will make your branding more consistent. Because here's the thing, when you are creating visual, it's the consistency. Because when you are consistent with what you put out there, people starts to recognize it, right? That is what you want to do. Even if you are DIYing it, you just need to create consistency. If you're starting off, I love people who actually DIY because I've done that myself. And at times, those who actually do it themselves will end up realizing that, hey, these are some things that I want to hand off eventually to other designers and they find value of what we do as well. I've hired Fiverr for some projects that I really don't do. You have app work. These are some things that are really good to start off if you don't have yet that thousand of dollars to invest in an agency or a brand design that you would love to do. If you are a business owner, eventually you also want to be mindful, of course, right? When you are doing logos in Canva, there are some trademark things that you will not be able to do moving forward. If you want to really trademark that one or you want some IPs to be considered, right? That's where we come in to make sure that all of these elements can be trademarked. So those are like some things that you can really do when you are 
creating your own designs. Create the consistency, create your own brand guide, be consistent of the elements that you're using so that when you put it out there, people will know that, oh, this is your brand. And I also want to let people know who are just starting out, it can change. We had probably five different Thai Orchid logos over the course of nine to 10 years. And so you can start out however you want. And then because it's your business, you can change it. You can evolve. You can scrap it. You can go to a new thing. That is the beauty of design. But as Joanna was talking about with consistency, it's important to show up and be able to have that consistency. So when someone shows up on your website, when someone goes into your brick and mortar store, someone sees, for us, we have ice cream in the packaging. When they take that pint home, they want to have that same story and the same consistency as if I was there telling our story in person. And so that is the strength and the beauty of design and how you can put those elements on things and on visuals so that your story travels and pretty much multiplies in a way that you can't do in person and by yourself. One of the lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur is celebrating. Taking time to intentionally honor your achievements and share them with others is a big part of what makes the whole journey worth it. And one of my favorite ways to do it is with food, of course. Gold Belly is our partner in how we deliver our ice cream to customers all over the U.S. so they can make their special moments even more special wherever they are. And whatever milestone you're celebrating with your friends and family, Gold Belly has just the thing. Whether you need Guy Fieri's trash can dessert nachos for dad's birthday or Martha Stewart's famous banana pudding for your sister's baby shower, Gold Belly can ship it right to your door and make your event even more special. So if you haven't taken advantage of Gold Belly's amazing offerings, now's the time. Run over to their website at goldbelly.com and make your celebration unforgettable. If you've been here for a while, you know that I incorporate community in everything I do. It fuels every decision I make about my life and my company. Our beloved sponsors, Holly Hill & Co., also share the same love for community. In fact, their love of community is why they work so hard to highlight local produce in all nine of their Central Kentucky restaurants, like Zim's in downtown Lexington, Honeywood at the Summit, and the historic Holly Hill Inn in Midway. So you can experience what it means to connect the farmer and the food to your family's table. And now they've expanded their offerings to the community by opening a new cooking studio and retail store. You can take cooking classes with the very famous James Beard nominated chef Weta Michael herself and learn about how to make the most out of your farmer's market hall or how to craft the perfect bourbon menu. And while you're there, shop the handcrafted goods and thoughtfully curated gift sets for your friends and family. Learn more about their new cooking studio and retail store in downtown Versailles, Kentucky by visiting hollyhillandco.com. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com. And let them know Tal from the Crank and Boom podcast sent you. What are some other tips that you would give someone just getting into design, whether they're DIYing it or if they are working with someone, what are good questions that they should be asking someone that they are working with on design? 
Yeah. They're just basic principles that you kind of just want to keep in mind. Just like, for example, I want to print a flyer. I'm going to bombard that flyer with all the information I can give to make it all like <laughs> worthwhile, right? So you just need to identify what is your priority for that certain marketing material, or I always call it marketing collateral. Is it the image of the product? Because maybe you're a restaurant, you want to emphasize on the food visual, or are you doing a promo? What is it that you want to highlight? Create clear action of what you want your marketing materials to do. So you want to make sure that you don't blast it with all information. Hierarchy, have enough spacing, contrast, because sometimes like you have the brighter colors in your flyer and then you put a brighter text that I can't read. All of these things are simple things. At times we get so excited DIYing all of these marketing materials. Like, okay, which one? There's too much going on here. And when hiring somebody, especially in the design world right now, when the pandemic happened, a lot of people are doing freelancing. And I do understand, especially with the current situation right now, we want to get the best value for our bucks, especially for business owner, right? Sometimes we go cheaper, we go all of this. I think one of the things that you ought to always do is do your research, right? Do your research, check out portfolio, see the quality of work. Due diligence is to make sure that they have that portfolio. Ask them some of the key things is that they understand your requirements because we do have discovery calls, right? I ask the questions in order for me to make sure that their goals and their requirement and their business are aligned on what we do and what we can produce because it's my responsibility as a business owner to make sure that I can be of service to that client who is hiring us. So it's also the other way around, right? Ask them questions. Have they done anything the same project as yours? If not, are they interested in doing this? Do they find passion on this one, right? And do they have example that you can see? Of course, sometimes like us in particular, there are some like I have non-disclosure agreements or I can showcase anything of some sort, right? So maybe there are some of those, but just ask them question. Also, one thing that I love when I'm being asked, it's just like the process. How do you do the creative process? So just asking all of these things, because as a business owner, it's your responsibility to be mindful of who you're working with and that they understand understand what it is that they are going to create from you. Be upfront of what you need and what you require. Listen to what they can provide you because once you do that one, they'll surely give something and you'll know whether they're the right fit or not. And then if it's not, provide feedback. I love when people actually tell me that, no, like, no, I found somebody else because it keeps me not hanging and waiting for that, for that confirmation. And no is actually okay. <laughs> no is okay. Yes. No is okay. Right. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't help help anyone if you all aren't compatible. It's like any relationship. You need to know how to communicate. You need to know that they understand what your vision is. And then I have found that over time, I have gotten better at giving honest feedback because when you're first with a designer, you're like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings if I hate something. And now I've gotten to a place where I... I am comfortable enough with the people that I work with to say if the first round is like, I just, I really hate it. And they ask me why. And I say, I don't actually know. But then they dig into it and we work through it. And then we end up with a great product. But if you hate it and you say, oh yeah, it's great. And then you end up with something you don't like, that doesn't help 
anybody. Nobody succeeds in that sort of relationship. I always say this in design. It's a transfer of vision, right? It's a transfer of idea to the actual creation of your design or of your logo, of your brand, right? That's why communication is very good. Find someone that you mesh well with, that you can communicate with, and then also make sure that they understand what your vision is. I think that for me is the biggest thing is like just chemistry. Do I feel like this person understands what I'm getting? And have them repeat back what you say to make sure that they understand what you're doing. So I love it when people that I'm talking to will say, so what I'm hearing is, because they're actually repeating back, and if they're repeating back something that isn't what you said, then you can give them feedback. That's why sometimes when we get emails and like, why are we not matching? Let's do a Zoom call because it must just be something like we need to talk, you know, making sure that we convey our words. And one of the key things also you want to ask if you're working to somebody is if they have the service agreements, like what are the parameters? Like what is the payment term? What are the milestones that I need to make of? Who am I going to communicate with? Be upfront when you are talking about the term. So is there going to be one revision round? Because if there is and then you end up changing it 10 times, then it's going to cost you a lot more. It's not going to really make the designer very happy. So just negotiate those things up front. That's why we always have a kickoff call to let our clients understand like this are our process and this is how you communicate with us as well. And I have found that for most of the people I work with who are contractors or designers in a lot of different fashions, not just design, but can you give me, just send me a short email with a weekly update at the end of the week to just say, this is what happened. Here are some stats. Here's what we're working on. Here's what we need from you. Because I think one of the worst things that can happen is the person disappears for two months, even if you set a timeline. Because then you're, again, back here being nervous Nancy, thinking, is my project going to get done? And there's no communication. And so if there's not communication, like reach out and say, this is what I need. And then make sure that it's something that they can do for you. So what are some fun projects that you're working on now? What are the things that are making you excited about your business or any projects that you're working on that we need to know about? With 2024 coming in, we are kind of working on learning more about Facebook ads because as businesses grow, they want to work with us in the paid ads. And I keep saying no because it's a different ballgame doing Facebook ads with all the ads costs and with whatever is happening in social media, but we're diving in into that in terms of our services. And we are also diving into more marketing strategy for those who may not be ready to hire us, but more on a consultative way. So to consult whether their website, their funnels, their courses that they're building, their branding. So I'm kind of putting that into place to make sure that we can still serve those who would still like to DIY it, but they need the guidance of the expertise that we have. I've also just relaunched the Self-Taught Designer podcast. So this podcast focuses more on the self-taught designers. And I think like, hey, we ought to have a community of self-taught. And I'm also building more of an upcoming course to kind of just help out those who are trying to figure out this business world. We have built systems and processes, how we network, how we build and make sure that our clients are happy with our process. I'm putting that into a more educational part to help out my fellow self-taught designers. I'm naming it the Self-Taught Designer Bootcamp. So that will be coming in in 2024. 
Amazing. Well, you do so much and you do it all and you do it with such joy and energy. And I feel like that definitely splashes out on the page in Savvy Chic and everything you do. So I'm excited to see what else comes out of Savvy Chic and everything that you do. And then hoping that we will get to connect to work on some projects together, which will be exciting. And just thankful for you. Where can people find you online? I'm so excited also to do the Canva training for your team. So I'm looking forward to that. So for those of you who are interested to learn more about what we do, you can always go to SavvyChicDesign.com. All of the key information are there. And across all social media, you can always find Joanna Shero, a Savvy Chic Design. Connect with me. I'd love to have a conversation. And one thing that you do that I think is extremely unique and amazing is that you actually have a price list that you can download. So you don't have to go through the process of going back and forth with quotes and this and that. You just have it there. So go on their website and then just download their price list. It's easy to see what all their services are faster than us being able to tell you on this podcast. So go check it out. I love everything you do. Appreciate you. And thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. so much for listening to the Crank and Boom podcast. If you want business advice and tactics like this every week, click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode with us. Also, if you like what you heard today, it would mean oh so very much to me if you would leave us a review that helps other people find us. Leave a note on what topics you want me to cover more of because we would love to hear from you. I can't wait to meet you here again very soon. Until next time, peace! This is a production of Four Eyes Media.